this episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Discover all of our shows at slashandcast.network. That's so funny. Greg actually burned a guy uh, in his high school. Didn't you, Greg? Didn't you burn a guy? <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Conjecturing Horrorist Podcast. With me is Laura. Hello. And Greg. What's up? And I'm your host, Rob. Uh, how's everybody doing? How you guys doing today? Very nice. Great. How are you, Rob? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, we're, we're recording during the day because we got to interview this week. It's usually time, you know, East Coast, West Coast, other countries. We have to adjust for that. So it's daytime right now. How does it feel being in the gold room during the day? Is it a little different? It feels right. It does. It feels like it's daytime <laughs> inside. <laughs> oh, it feels you guys like it better during the daytime in the gold room, not at nighttime. I'm the opposite. I feel like it's always party time in the gold room. So I don't even know what it's like outside. Yeah, there's I'm just no windows. Rob, haven't you seen the gold room? There are no windows here. There's it's no like windows. Vegas. Yeah, they, they don't want you looking outside. Do we uh, do we still got Lloyd? Yeah. Does he work daytime, too? Does he work 24 seven? Does he not have an office? He works 24 seven. Oh, wow. They're just working him to the bone. Dang, he doesn't have a break or anything. He doesn't have bones. He's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought maybe we would get like Floyd, like his replacement during the day or something like that. You know, no, just... no, 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 no. Floyd. Oh, OK. He just like throws drinks at us. He doesn't give a shit what we're talking about. You know, Fuck Floyd. I don't think so. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. But you got to apologize to all the Floyds out there. We got we got some Floyd listeners, Laura. <laughs> Speaking of Floyd, we're not we're not uh, interviewing a Floyd this week, so we can get to our pick your poison here a bit. Uh, this week we are doing an interview. We're doing an interview with the author of Zombie Date Night, Steve Urena. Uh, we'll have that later in the show here. Uh, this is just something that came to us through our website. He reached out to us wanting to see if we, he wanted to come on and talk about his uh, his comic book. And I said, yes, like that sounds super cool. Something we've never done before, which is why I love doing Pick Your Poison the most. Um, so we'll get to that later. Uh, but first, let's see what we're wearing tonight. Uh, Laura, what do you got going on tonight? I'm dressed as a fucking zombie. I've got blood oh. <laughs> all over my mouth and face. Oh, I'm just, I'm just noticing now. It just, I thought you just look like normal to me. You look every week like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> cute. She just came out of the butterfly effect episode that the blood just was residual. Yeah. I mean, I, I know in the picture I took, you can see the blood, but it's mm -hmm. too bad Zoom can't really tell because I definitely put a little bit more white on my face and I had, um, you know, really like purplish eyes like around my eyes. And then I just have the blood everywhere because at first, uh, funny story, at first I only had it coming down the corners. And then I showed my husband. He was like, that looks good, but you're a vampire. I'm like, well, yeah. no, I'm a zombie. Mm -hmm. He's like, zombies get messy. It's like, oh, yeah. shit, they mm -hmm. do. That's right. Right. So then I just went to the bathroom and I just started smearing blood everywhere. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm now wiping it off because as soon as I started doing that, I got itchy everywhere. And I was like, well, I don't really feel like going to the hospital today. I'd rather do this interview. So <laughs> you didn't you didn't feel I'm like just, just kind of taking it off. You didn't feel like just going full, like full zombie, just putting some raw meat in your mouth. No, you don't want to get, what? you don't want to get like salmonella or anything. Like that. <laughs> take, take advantage. I, you know? Again, again, I'm trying not to go to the hospital. Oh, today, okay. So. All right. Well, all right well. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, what about you, Greg? What do you got going on? All right. I literally just took this from my kid's bedroom. This is a, this is a little baby sloth. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it, you know, it actually comes with the baby one that kind of hooks onto it. Sloths are kind of like, 
I think like a, a marsupial. I don't know what what family of, of nature they come from, but yeah, they have these long arms. This one's just kind of attached to me, and um, I guess it'll become a little bit more apparent in the interview why the slot. But yeah, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. I like it. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'm I'm just uh, I just have our cup. I have our Slothman prophecies cup yes. you know, and everything like that. Going back to that, and and this is all in reference to Steve before he did Zombie Date Night. He did a comic called Slowpokes about killer sloths, and which we thought was kismic for us being like, we talked about, you know, Slothman prophecies back in the day for so long. Um, one of the reasons why I'm like, yes, you need to come on and talk about your shit. Um, the super cool, super cool. Uh, so let's see now what we're drinking tonight. Uh, let me get the drop going here. What's in the cups? All right, Laura, what are we drinking tonight? We are obviously drinking a zombie. I know we've done this before, but how could we not do it again? And as Rob said, we are all drinking out of our Slothman Prophecy mugs, which is super fun. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about that later. So, yeah, if you want to make a zombie at home, there are a lot of different ways to do it. Uh, we use the recipe of using light rum, dark rum, triple sec, orange juice, mango juice, lemon juice, lime juice, grenadine, and bitters. Oh, my goodness. That is so a lot. So I'm getting drunk. Good luck, Steve. <laughs> that's funny that's funny yeah it i mean with all those alcohols it always tastes super good it never tastes bad a zombie's like really great it's a really right? great drink yeah oh good i like it i like it uh let's do some show news updates real fast we just remind everybody listening uh if they like our show please rate review our podcast whatever platform you're listening to it on uh and also this episode is sponsored by amazon music unlimited uh with amazon music unlimited listeners get unlimited access to over 70 million songs on demand music which is always ad free and are able to listen offline with unlimited skips by signing up with our promo link you can get amazon music unlimited free for 30 days and cancel at any time so go to get amazonmusic.com slash conjecturing pod to get started uh jumping back in uh listener comments questions anything like that uh do we have any follow-up from butterfly effect i know laura there's a whole thing online with the dispute of logan lerman dillamanette's age which one you were kissing when he was a child i'm not exactly sure uh do you have anything you want to add to that uh that, that dispute laura i i don't i actually really don't want to talk about it because <laughs> i am just so horrified I, I'm horrified not only by the misinformation and me thinking I knew who was older, who was younger, who was legal when I was probably, <laughs> was legal. you know, making who was of legal age when I was making jokes about them. Sexual uh, and now I'm just at the mm -hmm. point. Yeah, now I'm just at the point where I'm like, I don't even want to talk about it. I need to move on. <laughs> I need to stop on. talking about kids. I don't know. <laughs> That's true. You definitely uh, need to stop that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Just stick with the Rock. The Rock's older than yeah, me by like. Yeah. How old is the Rock? Well, let's not start this now. I don't. I don't know. He's like. I think he's like ten years older than me. So yeah. That's, okay. That's what I'm saying. All right. That's good. Okay. All right. I like that. Um, <laughs> another thing we want to talk about from Butterfly Effect was this whole like I guess mine and Greg's ratings were too high according to some listeners. Uh, saying that, that we liked Butterfly Effect more than Attack the Block, which, which in, in the moment, I don't really remember having that conversation, but I think we did a bit. Uh, I just don't know if I had time to get into it. So Laura, what do you, what were our ratings? Do you have the docket pulled up, Laura? Okay. Attack the Block. Are you ready for this? Ready. Um, Rob gave Attack the Block a 4.5. I'll see. Yeah. Mine was higher. And Butterfly Effect of four. So okay. you weren't the problem. The problem yeah, was Greg. Not me. Not me, Greg. Greg. Okay. 
<laughs> Ray gave Attack the Block a three and gave Butterfly Effect a four. Yeah, a one hundred percent. Wow. So you're, so you're I don't see what the problem is. I don't know. I disagree. People, people online were shouting out, like if you had to pick, if you had to watch one tomorrow, Attack the Block again or Butterfly Effect, which movie would you pick? Butterfly Effect. You really oh not that I right. listen, you got you guys, what episode are we in that you don't my rating system? <laughs> I know. See, they're not comparable to me. They're completely different movies, but I do feel like the butterfly effect has attained more uh you know achieved more of its potential which makes it enjoyable in its own world and its own right i feel like i i did like attack the block but there were so many things that i i wish it would have done more differently better um mm. so i don't know i just feel like butterfly effect is is more personally fulfilled if that makes any sense okay all right well there you go anybody listening there's your explanation i don't know if it makes sense or not or if your brain's rewired uh what do you think laura being on the side that really is arguing this too yeah i just want to remind everyone that i gave uh attack the block a four and i gave the butterfly effect a two because it's a piece of trash so. <laughs> well i don't i don't think that was the what the twitter thing was about it wasn't about the trashness of butterfly effect you know it's just about like which one would you want people say me than you man okay let's go let's keep going laura's getting angry let's laura's getting angry okay um let's uh let's do our wait, wait, hold on. one more little quick update on butterfly uh we we threw up a poll on twitter or not twitter uh on tiktok about which um which ending people preferred the theatrical mm. versus the, the baby ending and um don't what, you guys it. take a guess people are fucked well, up they're gonna say the baby, baby ending yeah and i'm gonna be so pissed <laughs> surprisingly no oh, so okay. 74 percent of the people like the theatrical better mm. um we had 26 who liked the baby ending and we had people commenting that they liked the baby ending because it this is from drunk scarecrow 23 replied <laughs> that he likes the That's baby awesome. ending because it matches the darkness of the movie. Yeah. But either one is fine. And then we had um, another user, Brandon Tucker 17, who's kind of aligns with what most people said was that they didn't really feel comfortable with like the idea of like miscarriage or abortion being, <laughs> yeah. or, you know, anything like with babies talking in, in a horror movie and it being excessive, which totally makes sense. So yeah, most people did agree with the way they actually ended the movie uh, in the theatrical release. Well, that's good. It was only Thank those you, two, Greg. You, you didn't throw up the stalker ending, Greg? No, on TikTok, you could actually only do option A or B. They don't have multiple beyond that right now. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm glad you were, that's a cool poll you threw up on TikTok. I like it. Me and Laura yeah. looked surprised. We didn't know what was happening, but good job, man. No, I was like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> no, you guys didn't vote? Okay. <laughs> no, I, <didn't. laughs> I told you I'm the old man of the group. I don't tick, nor do I talk. I told you this. I told you this multiple times. I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> um but before let's let's keep going before we get into like the actual interview with steve let's do our horror segment of the week so let me get the drop going here so yeah so the question this week i got for you guys definitely pertains to comic books you know steve created a comic book and everything i guess i want to ask you guys uh if uh if you could pick any horror movie franchise to adapt into a comic book which franchise would you pick and why uh what, what do you think there greg i'm going with saw the Saw series. Mm. And, and this is why I think a lot of people can't stand or don't like the idea of watching, you know, starting with Saw 4 and on and on because they think it's too gory. It's 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 mm. excessive and, and gratuitous. Yeah. But there's something about translating gore to the page that diffuses some of the, the content that you can't stomach, but allows you to get an idea of, of what's going on. That's one. And the other uh, cool aspect is with 
comics spe uh, specifically, as opposed to like graphic novels, you can create serial stories like over and over again. And, and I think Saw is really conducive to that. You could almost create one small, you know, like maybe 15 page comic on one trap or two traps or one little scenario. Um, and then the next comic would be another one or two. And I think it, it just has really good repeatability, you know, and it would keep it very novel and interesting and exciting without being, you know, overly gross um, to some people. So I, I would pick the Saw series. Wow. Nice. You just, would you be drawing that too, being an illustrator, Greg? Yeah, I think it'd be fun to draw. I mean, I mean, some of the stuff is really gory, but it's, I don't know, maybe it's better than watching it on the, yeah. trying to put makeup together and make it look mm -hmm. realistic uh, on a set. You just want to you just want to draw a, a bear trap on Laura's head. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I'm going to put it on your head while you're oh, wearing no. the bear suit. Yes! Oh, no, not me. Oh, no. It's got to turn around on me. I don't support it anymore. <laughs> you got the, you got the flap open. You got a bear trap on your head. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. oh, man, that's actually a good idea. Actually, uh, Laura, what about you? What would you what would you adapt into a comic book? No surprise. I'm adapting the Scream franchise, but mm. hear me out here. Okay. Mm. There is this crazy fan theory that I'm starting to see more and more. And I, I actually don't agree with it at all. The theory is that Matthew Lillard never actually died. Stu mm, never mm -hmm. actually died in Scream 1. I mean, yeah. he had injuries and he had a TV fall on him. And it seemed like he was electrocuted. But, you know, people are like, what if he didn't die? And he's just like been in prison this whole time. And he makes a surprise appearance for the fifth one. So in my mind, I want to see this franchise put on paper in comic form, and I want the whole thing to be from his point of view. So I want to see the first movie play out from his point of view, his thoughts, his motives, just himself. Ooh. And then if that fan theory was correct, and he has been alive this whole time, I, I then want to see the next movies play out from his point of view and how he may have helped, mm. you know, even like from prison, like how he was involved. And then as we approach the upcoming fifth movie, I want to see what his role in that is going to be. Oh, wow. So, so you need to get started on this now. you got to get going, Laura, because that movie's <laughs> coming out pretty damn soon. Oh, I have to write it? I thought you... I thought you meant just like well, what I wanted to see. You have to draw it, letter it, color it. <laughs> oh. you, have to, you have to draw it. It's just a stick figure and it says Matthew above it because nobody will <laughs> tell who it is. All right. If that's the case, then I'm just going to pick the like mama short and call it a day after five pages. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. Um, I would definitely pick, I mean, my favorite franchise is the Conjuring franchise. It's the movie that got me back into horror and being scared. So I would adapt that into a comic book. But I would do it to the fact of like all these ghosts that live in this conjuring universe house, more or less. But like, what do they do during the day when the family's not there? Like, are they chilling oh in the basement? Like, yes. Are they are they just like hanging out like in the living room together? I would want to see like that, but like satirically funny, you know, where it's like the office, but conjuring and it's the spirits. You know, Rob. that's what I would want to see. And I'd want to adapt that. Yes, that I want to know who Dwight is. You know, it is uh, Annabelle Angela. Like, I need to know these answers. Dwight is easily the crooked man. <laughs> Come on, we know that. Oh, <laughs> He's easily the crooked man. Yeah, you know, but I would do that. And I would take all the characters, you know. Yeah, Annabelle can be like Angela, you know. And no, this Angela's and the nun. Angela's, oh, that's oh. true. She's the nun. <laughs> that's mm. true. That's true. But I would do that. And I would make it, like, funny. Like, they're hanging out in a house together, all the, all the spirits and shit and what they do. And they're, they're off time, more or less. And they're not scaring yeah. people, you know. I want to see like two of them form an alliance together. I want to see like two have a, a romance, like a fucking haunted conjuring <laughs> romance. This is, yeah. 
Get on it. Get on it, man. Yeah. Okay. I, right, I want right. to see it now. All right. All right. Let me, I think let me... that, that, that little boy, that little, uh, you know, newsy dancing boy from Insidious, that's going to be your, uh, you can pop in your gym. He's going to yeah. be the gym. Yeah. I can't be Jim because he doesn't like that kid. Laura's, Laura's very invested in this already. She has opinions. She's, she's going to be my editor, my co-writer. She'll just give me ideas. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So if anybody wants to email us in their ideas, what horror franchise characters they would adapt into a comic book, uh, you can email us, conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod, or leave us a voicemail, podpage.com slash conjecturingpod. So uh, let's get to the interview now. So now it's time to pick our poison. Let's hear the interview right now with Steve Urena. All right, we're uh, we're here for our interview right now. We're here with uh, Steve Urena. Uh, he's the author of a new comic book coming out, Zombie Date Night. He's also the author of Slowpokes, a comic book he had come out uh, was it a year ago, two years ago, Steve. Yeah, a little a little under a year. A little under a year ago. Dang, you're going like back to back, pretty much back to back. Yeah, try, trying my best. But thank you guys for having me on. I'm Steve Urena. Welcome to the conjecturing, the horror conjecturing podcast. Here are my buds now. We're all yeah. hanging out. Yeah. Well, we, we've never had an introduction for our own show, so this is awesome. I know. So, like, what a hype. Fantastic. Do <laughs> we know, just use that as our, our, our pre-cut <laughs> intro from now on? Do we have yeah. to sign a, an agreement with you to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'll sign on the dotted line. Let's do it. Yeah. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much he, he's on because he reached out to our, our Twitter page, uh, left him a message about his comic coming out, if we would want to interview him and talk about it. and. And uh, definitely seen just the word zombie date now. I'm all right. I'm intrigued. Uh, checked it out online. Artwork is really dope. Uh, uh, we definitely want to talk about who you got doing that artwork. Um, but it read some of what the story's about. Uh, and I was just like, yes, we should do this. I mean, we've never done a comic before. Me and Greg are super into comics. We've been going to Comic-Con for over a decade now. Um, you know, I like write on the side. I write comics on the side for fun, shit like that. Um, so I was, I was super excited to talk to you. Uh, I had to maybe convince Laura a bit because she was like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. But uh, but it was okay. That's not so, true. That's not true. Don't okay, listen right. to him. He lies a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a writer. It's what I do. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're just so excited to have you on, Steve. Talk about your comic. Talk about your process, your history, and about horror itself. This is the horror podcast. We want to talk about that. So just uh, do you want to give us a little bit about you and yourself, and as far as like writing goes? Sure. So I'm Steve Urena. I'm a 32 year old comic book writer, straight out of. Uh, I guess Connecticut and New Jersey. Uh, I go back and forth. Uh, New Jersey is where I grew up uh, in a little town called Flanders, New Jersey, where uh, you know where my parents live. There's like cows next door. <laughs> you know, yes. Cows on the farm. Um, so you know, I, I've been writing for for several years now. Um, I'm a copywriter in my in my day job. Uh, I've done journalism. I've done work for UFC. I've done work for Maxim. I've done work for like local newspapers and things like that. But in the comic world, uh, uh, Zombie Date Night is my second comic that I've ever made. Um, after the success of Slowpokes, I was able to take the money from the Kickstarter and use it towards funding this project. Um, and it, it came right after. And I, I'm just so excited to be talking horror with you and to have a space in the horror community is so awesome. Like, and just the horror community community is so positive. And you would think that, you know, people, there's a lot of people with tattoos and, and scary looking people and people with like, you know, that are just like, Oh, obsessed with death and things like that. And they're the nicest people in the whole world. So 
it's just really cool to for them to be supportive and you know i can't thank i can't thank all of you enough for that no nah, no problem no problem we're, we're definitely excited we keep saying it we're so glad to have you on and talk about this project <laughs> uh laura greg did you guys have a question you want to ask steve right away before i ask a question i just i'm laughing at that transition because <laughs> rob you're like no problem like you speak for all the people who are just tatted up in the world everybody right? has a problem <laughs> just, they're like yeah, we don't want him on our heart I, <laughs> I, I have no no tattoos i'm the complete opposite <laughs> Oh, Rob is like, mm -hmm. such. <laughs> no, I have no tattoo. I have no tattoos and I'm the biggest scaredy cat out of all of us. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's why it was just so funny. Oh, yeah, and man. It's funny during the pandemic, too, because like just people haven't talked to Pete, like another human being. So like I went to a drive in to go see aliens with my girlfriend and <gasps> I had just like a Raiders mask. But like, I'm not really a big football guy. I just had a Raiders mask, like just lying around. Somebody got that for me. And he was so excited to talk about the Raiders because he had been, oh, it had been no. such a long time. that I was just like, I'm going to give it to him. I don't even know what's going on. I'm just like, yeah, it's going to be a great season. No, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know Mads. what's going to happen. Who's winning the I, match? I like, made his day because he was so excited to just talk to another human being about the Raiders. Wow. That's Aww. so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> Good for you for playing, you know, playing that but out. I, I, because... I was hoping not to get too deep because I'm like, oh, man, he's going to know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? you're like, I don't know any players' names. I'm like, but no, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, the love, love the Raiders, love the crazy <laughs> outfits. And, the, you know, it, it, I can't believe what happened that last game. It's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to definitely say uh, veer away from the outfits route. That's, I don't yeah. know. If you... <laughs> <laughs> that's something I would say. That's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, do you want to ask like a real question now, not just make fun of me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm only here to make fun of you, Rob. Come uh, on, you I know that. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I guess maybe if we could just kind of go backwards to Slowpokes. How did all of this start? What was the process for you for kind of getting into comic writing? Because it does sound like, you know, this started somewhat recently and kind of more on the side of like your yeah. day job. So, you know, what was that process like? How long did it take? Did it just, did Slowpokes just come to you one night? Like, we love to hear these stories, so. Sure, absolutely. So with Slowpokes, um, I, you know, I've always loved comics since I was a kid. Like, I just always loved the costumes and the, the characters and just, was enamored with stuff like that. So my mother can draw. Like my mother is an artist. My mother was a fashion designer. Oh. So she would draw like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on like the pumpkins for Halloween. And she would draw Spider-Man and, and do all that stuff for me as a kid. So I was like, oh, if she can do that, I can do that. But then I put pen to paper and it was not to be. <laughs> like it was not to be at all yeah. in terms of the drawing. So like I've always had that in, in my mind. Like I want to be involved in comics, but I don't know. You know, I, I would maybe writing would work out, would work out better um, since I'm a writer in, in my day job. Uh, so, you know, for years years it just kind of was always with me but and I would look for schools but they the schools that I saw never had um writing they always had just the art like pure mm -hmm. art like comic book art or mm -hmm. you know drawing for comic books but they never had you know how do you write a comic book like do I have to be an artist too so for years I just didn't know where to go or what to do so a few years ago I was like you know what I kind of have that itch I want to try it there's got to be something now like there's got to be something online or there's got to be. And I looked and I found Comics Experience, which is a school run by um, Andy Schmidt. And uh, he has a lot of, he used to work in Marvel. He used to work for IDW, work for a lot of different comic book companies. So he's the teacher and he tells you how to, he shows you how to write comics like the right way with scripts and with everything. So I took some classes, loved the classes. It was so positive. Everybody was very kind and constructive with the criticism 
and, you know, not being like, oh, this sucks or anything. It's like, no, this, you know, let's try this or let's work on this. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. I workshopped slow pokes in the, in the, in the one shot class and it got very good feedback. And the, the, Andy was like, this is, this is actually a really fun comic. He's like, would you want to get it done? I was like, it's done already. Like the script is done. I might as well, you know, take the money and see what happens. So I, I got it done through their creative services department. They, uh, if you go through their creative services department, they'll find you artists, they'll find you anchors, they'll find you everybody you need to make your comic come to life. Uh, so they were able to find me Juan Romero and Sean Reinhart, who's the letterer. And, you know, I, they went off the script. It really wasn't that bad. Like I went through like kind of like a mediator and I was like, Oh, I like this. I don't like this. Let's try, let's fix this, fix this. But it really wasn't bad. Like it just, the art was incredible. Everything worked out. And it just it came to life and it put it out and so far so good. But the story for Slowpokes, uh, I just came from messing around with my friends. We were talking about uh, the sci-fi movies like Mansquito and <laughs> movies like that. And then Sharknado's uh, one through five or seven, whatever it is. And I was like, oh, what are they going to do next? Make fast killer sloths or like sloths that become fast and kill everybody. And I was like, huh. I don't think that's been done before. Maybe I could figure that out or do, you know, maybe I could do something with that or even just make, you know, make a joke of it. And with the class, I was like, I think, I think this will be the thing to do. This will be the thing to workshop because it'll be fun. It'll be random and it'll be ridiculous. Uh, I could just entertain myself if, uh, if you know, to hide my, uh, to hide my, me not knowing things about the comic book world. You know what I mean? This, it would be like, all right, this is kind of like a crutch. I could be funny. And if, if it's not good, then it'd be like, well, I was trying to be funny. So yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah behind that but yeah that's where slow folks came from and originally i was thinking about making them slow and i was like but but you oh, couldn't man. do more than one like i feel like that yeah. yeah. you did that once that would probably be it because you that's the joke you can't do but i'm like you know what if you made them fast that's even funnier because you could just go crazy and do as many different things as you want with it so huh. that's why fast moving slots fast killer slots came to be and I was surprised that there wasn't anything, any horror, horror related things with slots. Cause there's so many horror related things with any animal <laughs> in the whole animal kingdom. Like, you know, there's, there's a llama, there's a llama that kills you. There's a uh, <laughs> velocipaster, you know, there's just different things. They're like, I, I was just very dumbfounded that there wasn't anything about slots. There's centipedes, you know, all, all kinds of yeah. creatures out there. Oh God. We gotta <laughs> I, I want to do giraffes, but I feel like, giraffes. I don't know. Like, oh. I feel like that could be a joke in the slow, in slow pokes where mm. like, I'm just like, oh man, Stevie Rand is doing that stupid shit again. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing, uh, doing long necks now. With long necks. Giraffes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. You definitely have to do something with that purple ash, uh, purple tongue they got. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of scary looking too, but I, I just feel like I'm, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like that'll be like the joke within the joke where, like, I kill myself in the comic because I'm writing too many of these, like, stupid horror movies. I, I think giraffes are a legit threat. I don't know if you guys have ever I seen them too. fight. They literally just swing their necks and beat yeah. each other with them. It's insane. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome. Okay. So watch out for long necks. When, uh, when one of these Kickstarters fail, then long necks long will necks. happen. Oh, my God. You've got three supporters right here. There you but go. I, <laughs> Steve, I have to ask, can we somehow partner with you? And uh, can we also call these killer moving sloths the Slothman Prophecy? Slothman Prophecy, that's a great, that is a great title as well. That that was the hard part <laughs> coming up with Slowpokes, because originally I was going to do like the seventh sin or like slow moving death. 
but like it just didn't hit. And then one day I was like, slow pokes. I was like, that's that's it. I was like, that's the one because it, it makes sense. And, you know, we, the, the characters can call them like slow pokes and then it, it just catch here. So I, it, I got very lucky with that because but I like the sloth man prophecies. That's fantastic. That, that might be a subhead. <laughs> Well, one of our own came up with that. And (laughs) that's why we have such a love for sloths. That's awesome. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have we have a t- t-shirt design we d- did. We have a we have a mug here with the Slothman prophecies on it. <laughs> you know, b- based That's off awesome. of- it's kind of like the shape of that the butter the moth too, like where they yes. yes. like- exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it's 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 based off the movie Mothman prophecies and everything like that. So it's the same thing, just fucked up sloths doing crazy shit. You know, so we, we used to joke uh, me and my friend about the Mothman prophecies, and like only me and him like would saw this movie like in our friend group. So I always thought that the Mothman prophecies was, was literally a Mothman, like you know, I mean, just a guy with a big fucking thing, and you just hear him go like, like like the lights on, you just hear like the wingspan just going off. Yeah, yeah, that's so awesome, so awesome. So funny, Greg. Do you have a question? Do you want to jump in with? Yeah, I was just imagining Arthur from the cartoon show The Tick. I don't know if you guys ever watched that. Killer Aardvarks are next. Uh, I, I mean, I think I think I just think you could do that with any animal, and it's just it's still funny, and it's still you know it's still great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, I think the next like logical question for me is, I mean, as we get closer to the actual content that you're producing here, you know, you've got comics. But then, you know, uh, Rob, you know this, when, when we go to Comic-Con, there are so many different subgenres and sub-subgenres of comics. People write and, and draw comics to um, express anything. It's like a love of a, or passion of a certain activity. It's to talk about um, certain cultural issues that are going on. There's comics about everything. Um, and with when you look at the the, the slow pokes and you look at uh, zombie date night, the common theme there, obviously to me, seems like there's a horror horror you know horrorish aspect to it. Um, is there something in the horror genre that kind of draws you to that type of storytelling? I just think in in the comics medium, it's so much more interesting because you could have these crazy deaths. You could have kind of anything happen, which is why I think the horror genre has been good to me. Because and I and I kind of miss horror comedy. I kind of miss like over the top horror because like there's there's so much you know, fucked up horror where you're like, okay, this is, this is a lot. Like, you know, like there's a little lot to unpack here. Um, but at least with, with comics, like I just want people to have fun. And I just remember being a kid and going to Blockbuster and seeing these, you know, seeing the the art on the box and being, and just having fun with that. And I didn't even know what the comic was or the, the movie was about. Like you'd see Ice Cream Man with Ron Howard's brother and you're like, what the hell is this? Or like the dentist or, you know, Megalodon, whatever, whatever you would see there. <laughs> So I want to kind of have that same um, same thing happen when people are seeing my comic, whether it's online or at a shop or something like that, being like, all right, I know what Spider-Man is. I know what, you know, these crazy horror comics is like, what is this and what do I have to do to to see what this is about? So I just, I just want to create that fun factor again. But, and horror is definitely the place where that can live. I love that. I love that. I almost feel like for me, I don't read a lot of comics. Like, I'll be honest. So Rob kind of said that already. You know, I, I've read some and I read Slowpokes and I loved it. And I think that I'm not a huge fan of over the top horror in a film medium, but for some reason, like reading Slowpokes, I fucking loved it. I was like, this is so my jam. So I think that it just translates well. And yeah, I mean, not knowing a whole lot about comics, if there is kind of a like a need for that right now, I'm all for it because I think that it's really entertaining and really funny and 
something awesome. that I, yeah, I definitely I, mean, I, I love the horror genre. I love comics. So just putting those two together. And like you could you could pace out your story yeah. that way with the page turns. So I wanted to be able to do that. And like you could have more fun. We were like, oh, what's going to happen? Oh, shit. Like this is going to happen. Like, you know, I just want to have fun. Like anything I do in terms of writing or horror or anything, I just want to have fun. Like I'm not a lot of people are like, oh, Marvel, DC, whatever. It's like and that's great. If any of that happens in my life. Cool. Like I'd be open to listening to them. But like to know that I have a fan base or I have people that would be interested in a comic, um, that's all I need. You know what I mean? I just need an audience, even if it's two yeah. people, three people. Like as long as I know that somebody's reading it and is having fun, I'm going to create more. And then with the Kickstarters, any amount of money that I make from that goes directly to the next project. So oh, I have nice. not uh, taken that money and buying like a sloth fur coat <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> like a sloth, sloth care. Um, no, I, I'm going to make sure I take I take the money and use it. Use yeah. it for, uh, use it for good. I mean, if you want that coat, I think we can help you fund that. That sounds pretty dope, actually. <laughs> like I've, I've seen somebody has a sloth claw, like a big sloth, like from the prehistoric sloth. Yeah. Uh, somebody has that. I've seen uh, my girlfriend's been getting me like sloth uh, hand towels for the house. Um, there's <laughs> yes. like Christmas decorations and Halloween decorations. She got us a thing where it's like me and her as sloths. <laughs> like, oh, you know, that's forever, you know, that type of thing. So it's the, the merchandising opportunities are definitely there. But I, I love horror and I love the horror community. And I think I'm going to hang out in that space for a little while until I, I guess, you know, kind of make my name there and then figure out something else or, you know, I just want to make sure I get better as a writer with each time I, I do these things. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of horror, I want to get into more of like, yeah, horror with you. Like what what influences do you like? What do you spot out? Not just for a slow poke show the way you write, but just what do you enjoy in the horror genre? I love a good, I mean, I love things that are always wacky. I mean, that's mm. just my personality. But like, I love, you know, Dust Till Dawn, right? Where like you, it's the story, the story's still with, with or without the vampires. It's still a good story. So I want to make sure in my comics where it's like with slow pokes, yes, there's fast killer sloths, but I want to make sure that the relationships between the characters still work even, you know, without, without killer sloths. So I think if, if I can make a story and then be like, oh, if I could add something horror to it, I think that would be fun. So like zombie date night is, um, you know, what makes a first date even more awkward and that's zombies. So like if you guys are on <laughs> Tinder date or, you know, going on, going to meet somebody for the first time, going on a first date and a zombie outbreak happens, like what would you do? If the date's going well, would you fight the zombies with that person? Or if the date's going terrible, would you be like, yeah, I got to get going? Or like, <laughs> yeah. would you both? try to kill each other like both try to push you push you into the zombies and it's kind of like a meet you like oh you tried to kill me it's like you tried to kill me too <laughs> Oh, yeah man. wow that, that's awesome yeah definitely yeah, speaking of zombie date night you know we can get into that i think a little bit now um I mean, yeah, like I said, the premise alone is, is genius. Like you said, you're on a date, zombie apocalypse breaks out. What are you going to do? Like that alone is like, like a two page little, like what's the story's about? And that's enough. I think to yeah. get it sold, to get it made, like, yeah. TM, like, wow, that's super cool. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. And, and that you said that, that leans into your whole like satirical kind of like making fun of it, having fun in the comic, but it's like also like fucked up, you know? <laughs> Um, so I, I was on board with that all the way. I mean, where did you come up with that idea? Uh, just from the terrors of dating. Like, I think everybody has a bad <laughs> dating story or bad, like something happened uh, trying to pursue somebody. Like everybody has those type of stories. So I, I just always had that in my mind. I had the zombie rule where if I'm on this date 
in my crazy brain, if, if a zombie outbreak happened, like, would I stay or would I go? If I stay, then it's probably a good, a good date. If I would go, probably, probably not. Uh, but to go, to go back to your first question that you asked that I didn't answer because I'm a jackass. Um, <laughs> uh, my influence is, I, you know, Tarantino, I love R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein, I think, is yes. so, now he's starting to get more of his due, like with the Fear Street movies that are coming out. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, he's always had his due, but like, I just felt like he kind of got overlooked. Like he was big for like in the nineties and everybody loved the stuff. And then like, I know that he still has readers and things like that, but it's just like, you don't see him as much. You don't, you know, yeah. you don't see things like that. Um, and, and they made that Goosebumps movie, but I just was like, I, I kind of wish that they just made his books, not just like all yeah. these things. That, like, I mean, that was a kid's movie or whatever, but um, Kevin Smith, big influence on me mm. being from New Jersey, loves nice. dialogue and love, you know, the characters. So that, that is always important to me. Like, if I could make a zombie movie where it's just people talking and zombies are kind of in the background or zombie comic where like people are just talking, I would love that because it's just like the zombies do exist, but like it's more about this relationship that happens, um, which is kind of where like zombie date night lies. It's like, will this relationship work? And if it does work, how does it thrive in a zombie environment? Um, You know, how do they work together? How do they have arguments? Like, I think there's so much story that can be done with this. Yeah, I definitely can see the Kevin Smith thing. Reading your comic, I was wondering that myself. I'm like, wonder where his humor comes from. And I was like, I wonder if it's Kevin, because that, that's where a lot of my humor comes from is Kevin Smith stuff in the past, who he is now. That's why I'm kind of like, you know, self-deprecating and I make fun of myself more or less because that's what he's done for so long. And, yeah. and, and so like, I definitely can see that and with you, with your writing. Uh, Laura, uh, do you have another question for Steve? This isn't really a question more than a comment, but. You know what is really interesting about zombie date night is that it kind of reminds me of this past year. Did ever, is it, did it ever cross your mind that it could even be like a metaphor? Because there are so many people, I've heard stories, friends of friends of someone who went on a first date and then lockdown hit. And then these Mm -hmm. people like live together for like six months off of one date because they're like, oh, we're stuck here, you know? So COVID definitely influenced my decision to bring this story out. Like when mm. I wrote it under lockdown, I wrote it when these things were happening. Yeah. But like I had the idea in my mind for such a long time, but like I was like, now is the time. I was like, this is the perfect time to do this. And like the story kind of clicked. Like there's definitely some surprises I could, t- I could talk with you guys offline about. But just like, yeah, it, it is. It's amazing also how people meet each other. Because I always tell my, my girlfriend this. I was like, the best people in your life just show up. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, it's just mm. something will happen and that's it. Like, you're never planned for, like, your best friends. I'm sure you never planned for your two co-hosts here. Like, I'm sure they just popped up in your life and it just, it was it was the right time. Um, so, and I always love hearing stories about how people met. Uh, my first roommate in college, his parents met and during a prison riot. <laughs> so, wow. they, were both, they were both guards at a prison and a prison riot happened. <laughs> And like they had to be on lockdown and they met each other that way. Um, and then like somebody that I knew, they said a friend of theirs met on the phone where they, somebody got a wrong number and was like, oh, I'm looking for so-and-so. And they're like, oh, sorry, you know, you got the wrong number. He's like, oh, you sound, you sound cute. He's like, oh, you sound cute too. It's like, we should meet up. I'm like, all right. Wow. You know what I mean, it's sometimes wow. it's crazy how things happen. Yeah. I, I feel like the phone one is weirder than the prison one. Like that's... <laughs> 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 which which I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought, but now I think about it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be like, this person's gonna kill me. So that would oh, be I my thought, first I thought that when I was when I went on my first date with my my current girlfriend now. Like we you know we've been together for three years now, and uh, the first date we met, um, I did uh, one of those dating app things, and I'm I'm a talker, so like I'm used to. I always thought I'd meet somebody just randomly off you know hanging out or doing something. 
Um, but I, I, I tried it and um, I'd never met anybody before on the apps. So I, I met with her and she lived in the town and, and things were going well. But I, in my mind, I'm like, she's going to murder me or like something's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like you have that writer brain. Like what's going to happen? Like something's going to happen. And a car pulls up and rolls down the window and he's like, hey, um, I'm looking, I, I need, my wife kicked me out and I need $16 so I can get a room at a hotel. In my mind, I'm like, I'm getting robbed. I'm getting fucking <laughs> yeah, robbed. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So I just took $20 and I gave it to them and they just went away. So I guess it was like a beggar, maybe somebody looking for drugs or something. So I look at her. <laughs> like, here you go, just go. She <laughs> leaned back all the way because she thought this guy was going to shoot me. And so mm. she leaned back because she was like, he'll take the hit. <laughs> so that's how we met. And like now everything, now we have an apartment together. So. Oh my god! <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> of me getting shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Greg, do you have a question for Steve? Yeah, that that story is so cool. It, it actually just makes me think, and I, I can't help but wonder: Do you put a little bit of yourself? I mean, because I watched you know the, the video on Kickstarter, and I, I hope we get into the Kickstarter aspect soon. But I watched the video; super entertained, and it was clear that there's a, a very specific connection between these two, even though they look like they just met. Do you put a little bit of yourself in these characters, or like, or do you try to stay out of it, or is it based on people you know, or what's that process like? So I always try to put myself into my characters because I, I mean, just maybe from from uh, how I write. I'm, I know what I would do in certain situations. So like in, in, in certain things, I always try to assess that first. And then if not be like, all right, maybe the character would do this or maybe not. But I always try to take from people that I know that I love or like quirky things that people do um, from people I work with, people I meet just in general, people I'm friends with, family. Um, like in Slowpokes, there's a character, Karate Carlos, um, that is based on kind of a real person. Uh, Karate yes. Carlos is a, is a real human being uh, that we went to school with. We don't even know if his name was really Carlos at all. You know what I mean? Like he just was, there was a kid who, all, you know, I feel like every high school had that kid who was obsessed with karate or obsessed with anime mm -hmm. and, you know, always thought he was, he had the moves, but he never, you know, he wasn't good at it. Um, so like there's, that was a real person, the hur hurricane in, um, in Slowpokes is based on a real person. There was a kid who, who wanted to be cool. Like he thought he was cool. So he tried to give himself a nickname of hurricane and it backfired tremendously. <laughs> um, so I always try to take things from like high school, even the Slowpokes when they went to the amusement park, that was a real thing that happened to me. Mm. Obviously not the, the Slowpokes part, but <laughs> we went for a project graduation instead of going, you know, instead of just being graduating and being done, they're like, Oh no, we'll send you to this amusement park. You'll be there all night. And you would think we'd be there until like 2 a.m., right? Or 1 a.m. or something like that because we're adults now. And it's like, nope, you're there all night. You're, we were there until like 7 or 8 a.m. And we were like, we're, just like we're, we're tired of everybody. <laughs> like, we just want to go home. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, you can't, you can't play video games that long. Or you can't play, you know what I mean, to be in the pool. Everybody's going to knock out. Right. So I, I took that and put that into Slowpoke. So I was like, that's horrifying, too, because it's this thing that happens all night. And like, what if this happened? And like, it was we were all locked in. Like, what would we have done? I think it's uh -huh. so cool when when you see a little bit. I think it becomes very obvious because when you read certain content, you're like, "This is so. This is too unique and real for it to just be fabricated out of nowhere." So it seems and like I I definitely got that feeling reading that the slow pokes like you know that you have like certain groups and certain cliques within the school that will branch off and sometimes they'll meet, sometimes they won't. I went to a school where like if I ever had the opportunity to write a TV show about my school, I would totally do that because. 
we always had stories. Like we always had just like weird things that would happen. Uh, like there was a guy, a sombrero man who just would walk around the area. He just walked around with a sombrero. That was his gimmick. Like he had the sombrero and the, and the poncho. And that was his thing. It's like, Hey, sombrero man, sombrero man, what's going on? Um, we had a food fight at our school. Um, you know, just things like that would happen and just like scandals and, and just w- things you would think would happen on like a movie or something would just happen at our, at our high school. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. G- Greg actually burned a guy uh, in his high school. Didn't you, Greg? Didn't you burn a guy? Oh, back, yeah. Back in the day yeah. when, when you actually filmed your own projects and, and you were left unsupervised, all kinds of stuff happened. So funny you say that about burns. A best, a best friend of mine burned a kid with a hot glue gun. Oh. The kid, the kid was annoying him. So he's just like, get away, like, you know, go away. And he burned him with the glue gun. And, I, and I'm just walking. And I see him in in-school suspension. I'm like, what did you do? It's like I burned a kid with a glue gun. <laughs> Oh my god. By the way, I, I'm gonna say, just put this out there. If you ever wanna instantly turn someone into a stone cold killer, you burn them. Like the yeah. look <laughs> look that a person gets on their face when they've been burned, that like look they look like yeah, you're you're done for. So just It seems like you love that look. Like it seems like you relished that look like I looked in your eyes. <laughs> I know, Greg. Come on, Greg. You can you can admit it, Greg. You can admit it. It's okay. We'll slop, you know? man. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> He's just burning slowpokes, copies of yeah. slowpokes. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, too, like, one thing we normally do on this pod is we have, like, a horrorish question of the week, which is usually just a random dumb question I come up with, uh, like, pertaining to the episode. And for this one, we actually did one, and I wanted to ask you, because I want to kind of get your your take on this, is pretty much our question was, like, if you could pick any horror movie franchise to adapt into a comic book, which would you pick and why? Uh, I would pick the I would pick the horror franchise that scares the shit out of me, and that's not a lot of things scare me. I guess heights does heights <laughs> heights well, and I'll, I'll get into that. Mm, but same. I would say Final Destination. I feel like Final Ooh, Destination is perfect choice. for comics because there's so much you can do with the kills that it would look very cool mm. in different comic you know comic pieces. Um, that actually would be one of my dream projects to work on to be like a, a death for. Mm. For a final destination, I've always wanted to do a hibachi death because I feel like that would just be <laughs> you know, somebody trips and falls on the thing. <laughs> right. Wow, Dang. that's a that's a great answer. That's a great that answer. That is Steve. a good answer. That, like you said, that that fits perfect with the comic uh, way things work. Final destination would be freaking dope. I would say that. Um, I also love Child's Play. Like I always thought, Child's Play is it, it, that's one of my that that one I, I hold to my heart because that's like one of the first things that scared the shit at me as a kid <laughs> and like growing up and to know that Don Mancini still has control of the characters is still doing different versions of, of child's play is awesome because it's like, Hey, I want to do comedy for this. Okay. We're going to go back to horror for this. Uh, and then he did like Hannibal. So it just, it's just really cool to see that. He's like, I'm taking my characters and putting them, you know, going out of my comfort zone and seeing where things go and, and seeing where the story goes. Yeah. Nice. Great, oh. great answers. Great. Answers. I would love to see both those. Oh my goodness. Uh, Laura, do you have a question or a comment? You don't really ask questions really. <laughs> Questions, dude. The gloves are off, man. Yeah, the, yeah. the claws are out. Claws are out. Yeah, claws out. I'm gonna come Trying to think of a funny joke, but slow your roll, but with slow pokes. But I could not. Slow your roll. We say. also thought about for being the the tagline. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Nice. There you go. I love but it. I also thought don't slow down because they've sped up is is, mm-hmm. is funnier. But we there's definitely so many <laughs> so many more puns you can do with, with that. I'm all about it. I mean, from here, I just want to hear more about zombie date night. Now, I mean, we've kind of already asked, you know how it came to be and what you've been doing before that. 
And obviously, you know, the premise you've shared, but is there anything else about it you can share without giving away all the fun details? My my favorite thing right now is uh, about zombie date night that I don't think any of the zombie genres have is a grandma wielding a chancleta to fight these zombies. <laughs> oh my God. So I took that. I, I, me and my grandma had this we were very close. Like, I love my grandma. She passed away. So when I was writing this, I was like, oh, I want to have like a grandma character. And then in my mind, I was like, does she fight the zombies? I was like, maybe. And then I'm like, chancleta. And then chancleta with nails. I was like, that's perfect. I was like, that's Oh my God. Like, that's just, just a visual of that. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm like, all right, well, if I did the Kickstarter, even if it sucks, it'd be like, you know, thrills, chills, grandma with a chunkletta like that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I always try to make sure that I, I include things that are you know near and dear to my heart and, and try to put it in there. So that, that was my like tribute to my grandmother. And it's, it's good to see that the artist made her kind of look like the way she did. And like, I, I was able to get like the voice and tone and I'm very excited for the Abuelita character to, to be out in the world. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's, That's so awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Greg, do you have a question? I, I did. I am really fascinated by the Kickstarter component of this. Uh, these guys, I've talked to them many times. I am like a Kickstarter fiend. I, awesome. I pretty much order like two or three Kickstarters a month. I'm on the app. I'm swiping through. I'm looking for, you know, stuff that I feel I need, you know, um, <laughs> but maybe uh, a more logical self wouldn't, wouldn't tell me that. So I've got all kinds of things. And I love the format. You basically go on there, you get the background of the creator, you, you watch, you know, what inspired them to do this, why they're doing it, the product that they're making and their, their process, which is fantastic. And you literally see the results of what you're funding in very short time, which is, I mean, I know there are other platforms, Indiegogo, there are a few others, but I feel like Kickstarter is is a fantastic platform. And I think comics and graphic novels have been gaining lots of popularity um, yeah. on Kickstarter. So I wanted to to ask you about that because, you know, from a consumer side, it's I've always been curious what that process looks like. Um, can you talk about like how it kind of was it what was like the hardest part what was the funnest part um in working with kickstarter have you did you encounter any challenges or how's that been for you so kickstarter is just an awesome experience because you're able to reach so many more people than if i went to a comic con or went to someone else like people know what kickstarter is people will stumble upon you know the kickstarter and i would just randomly get a backer from let's say like malaysia or something like that so which is really cool um, I think the process is has just been fun because if I went through a regular publisher, I don't think I'd be able to be able to connect with the readers. So I want to make sure I have fun and the readers are having fun and we create this community that all read the same thing and are just having a blast. So that was my that's my approach to these Kickstarters, that each Kickstarter comic or project is a party. And like, what's going to happen at this party? What's going to be at this party? So like t-shirts, right? I think merch is, is always important. So t-shirts and, and posters, I'm like, all right, that's a no brainer. Um, you know, I want people to get killed in the comic. Cause I'm like, if I was reading a horror comic, I would pay extra money to get myself killed by a <laughs> yes. or a zombie or turn into a zombie. You know what I mean? I would, I would love that. And I have that as, as tears in the comic. Um, right now with, uh, with zombie date night, I'm doing zombie date night Thursdays where we're watching a different zombie movie every week and you don't even have to back the kickstarter it's free anybody can join just join us on discord and you could just enjoy talk zombie movies hang out you know what i mean and i'll of course i'll be like please if you know if you guys want to buy the kickstarter great but if not that's cool too like if, as long as i'm able to create that connection um so that that part is very fun but um 
the, some of the not fun parts is uh, <laughs> fucking up shipping. <laughs> shipping changes with with every country you ship out of. So like US is not that bad. It's like three bucks if you go through media mail because I don't have any ads in my. But if um, if you're shipping to like Canada or UK, like every price is different and it could always change on you. Like you don't know if like something happened and then add another ten dollars to it. So that has been a little bit of a scary thing. But at the same time, people are so supportive and people have backed over the limit of what I need. So it kind of all balances itself out. Mm-hmm. But with each Kickstarter I do, I want to make sure that it's fun, it's interactive, and it's just like, it's a party. Like I want everybody invited to this to this thing. Like zombie day, I, I want to go on a date with my fans, you know, basically, you know what I mean? Like I want to have that have that thing. Like even even for this, my, my girlfriend ended up being the editor for this because I was like, this that's a funny thing because like if I'm editing this with somebody I love and we're doing zombie date night, we could do a podcast where she just basically shits on me and my terrible ideas for, <laughs> for an hour. Um, so we have that, we have that as, as one of the, the tiers where if you, if you back a certain point, you'll get a podcast where I'll talk about each panel of zombie date night work came from and like how she was involved in the process and what her thoughts were. Oh my God. I'm, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Those, are, those are some great like perks as far as like a Kickstarter yeah. go. All that stuff sounds super cool. Ingenious. Wow. Yeah. My favorite thing about the, the Slowpokes Kickstarter is that um, I had a tier where you can get killed by Slowpoke and Slowpokes too, whenever that comes out. Mm. And my dad backed and he had no idea what he, you know, he had no idea. So he just, he's like, oh, I'll back the highest tier. And we'll go from there. I was like, no, <laughs> you, you bought this tier. So like, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> So in the next book scenario that comes out, I'll be murdering my father. So you can't yeah. get more. You can't get better psychological things. He's like, that. I thought you were going to make me the king of the slots. No, I'm sorry. You, 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 you got to know. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to murder you. Oh, man. Are you going to try to like remember a time where he like threw your PlayStation in the trash or something like oh, that? I, and- I, so I love my dad and like he's he's Dominican. So like me and him have just like a funny relationship. And I always try to put stuff that he does into into comics. So I'm like, oh, it's, it makes me laugh. It'll make them laugh. Uh, but one time I was in high school, I wasn't doing well in a class and he got mad at me and he's like, well, what are you going to have in 10 years that I don't? My dad is, is bald on top. He has the, the cul-de-sac as I like to call it. And I go <laughs> hair. And he did, he just was like, Oh, he got so mad. Cause I got him so good. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. But I, but I always try to get my parents to like for, for slow pokes. Um, I actually adopted sloths through the uh, sloth conservation society oh. in, in Brazil. So wow. you could adopt slots like, you know, you, you pay money and they'll be like, oh, you adopted it. But, you know, you're, you're just paying money, basically. Yeah. So, right. I, so I told I told my mom, I was like, mom, I got something to tell you. Um, you know, you're going to be a grandma. And she's like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> you're like, what? I'm going to be a grandma. She's like, yes. I'm like, yes, to these beautiful baby slots. <laughs> she's like, fuck you. <laughs> That's awesome. And she also read slow pokes, which I'll give her credit. And she had no idea what was going on. And she asked me what a chubby was. So no, it's like, <laughs> nice. It's just nice to see that you know parents can be supportive of the project. Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's so funny. Would like to hear that conversation transpire. <laughs> oh Logan. man, uh, Laura, do you have a do you have a question? We're probably getting to maybe the end here. So maybe one question uh, each, one more. I, you know. I- I'm going to go and just ask you a general horror question. I mean, you've kind of mentioned a lot of influences that you've had or like things that you're really into. Many, many episodes back, we played a game called, uh, it wasn't Fuck, Mary Kill. What was it called, Rob? (laughs) Through Slay and Stay. 
That's a screw, nice. slay, uh, and stay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to give you the question that one of the questions that was given during that game, because I think, you know, I want to hear your answers. So. All right. Let's hear it. Let's go. Okay. So the options are Ellen Ripley. Okay. Uh, Laurie Strode from Halloween. Okay. And Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. Hmm. So screw, slay, <laughs> and stay, which stay is married. Yes. Okay. So I guess I guess that was screw Ripley, I guess, right? That's a good one. Obvious she, choice. She's just yep. a badass in, in, in every alien. Uh, it's slay Jamie Lee Curtis because I feel like. Dang. You know what I mean? Like that's just. And then I'd, I'd marry Clarice because she could protect me and she has probably a good like pension plan. <laughs> you know I mean? like, that's oh, man. true. Yeah. Okay. That's, you know what I mean, you got to think about these things too. It's like, listen, yeah. if I'm buying a house in Clarice. Like, yeah. you know, what's what's the what's the taxes? You know, what I mean, what's mm-hmm. what's going on here? Yeah. Um, so I, think I appreciate I that. that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Also, Jamie Lee Curtis again, awesome in, in those movies. But like, what does she do when she's not being killed? Like, what does she do during the rest of the year? So I know in the new Halloween, she's like the survivalist. Yeah. Person. But I'm like, you got to make money somehow, right? Like you got to have a job or do something. So like she doesn't have like a, a she doesn't have a job. <laughs> like, you know, she doesn't. She just screams and like waits every Halloween until until Michael Myers shows up. And like, it, even you know, this guy's that. coming back to Haddonfield. Like, why don't you move? He's probably why, you know sued I mean? like, Haddonfield Police Department so many times for like, ne- you know, negligent policing yeah. that she probably just gets, you know, she's just loaded money. Yeah. yeah. So, you know oh. what? You've been asking me questions. I want to ask you questions. So, like, Ooh. what would be your dream horror project if you were able to write one? Because, listen, mm-hmm. I could talk all day, but, like, this is your show. And, like, we got I got to hear from you guys. Yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, like, I, like I said, I, I write for fun on the side and everything like that. I'm not as uh, successful as you, you know. Uh, but, uh, you know. <laughs> I'm not but, successful at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all on the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, but I I've been like you know writing writing this one right now that that I've been working on that's uh kind of just it's it's based on me and my son. I have a four year old son. He does this thing at night with a nightlight he has where it can change colors, and for some reason he always wants red. And I'm like, this is fucking creepy. Like we're not doing red at night. So I tell him no, and it just made me think of like, oh my god, this could be a perfect like horror movie. You know, we're like this this it's a haunted nightlight. Something's wrong with this nightlight. He always wants red, and so I. I would definitely write something with that. It'd be similar to like lights, lights out or exorcist or even, even like Baba Duke or something like that, where it's just like, there's a kid involved, but it's fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've written like the, the short for it, but like adapting it to like long form is what I'm in the process of. So I would do that. Cause I, like you said, it goes back to your passion. Like you include your mom, your parents, people, you know, people you love. If you don't have that love involved in your writing, it's probably not going to be that great because you're disconnected. So me writing this with, about with me and my son, I mean, it, it's just been a blast even even coming up with it. All right, I'm going to tell you right now, if any projects any of you adapt, I am retweeting, <laughs> I am supporting, I am nice. buying. So you at least have one viewer. Nice, and nice. It, go out there and do <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. What about you, Greg and Laura? What would you guys like try to do or do something on the side? Greg. <laughs> I I would say Steve, you, you're doing it. It's I I've always so you know we mentioned this offline before we started, but Rob and I have gone to Comic Con many times, um, and it's always been my dream to have a graphic novel, uh, you know, illustrated, written, and published of an idea. I mean, I'm like I'm one of these uh, you know poor unfortunate souls who keeps like books of ideas and story ideas just like paragraphs and paragraphs of things that never materialize. And um, 
I would just love to see one of those. You know, a lot of them are maybe horror related. Some are more like spiritual or scientific related. I mean, there, I have so, so many so different. If you want to watch, if you want to create a graphic novel, Comics Experience is the place to go. Like they have their creative services department. You know, you take your script, they'll turn it into something for you. I I highly recommend because that happened to me, and I was like. I'm nobody, and this thing is is taking off, and things are things are doing well with it. So if you want something, you got to go get it, and I and I'm gonna guide you to that place. It's a it's a good spot. They they are professional, and you know it'll they'll make it happen. Sweet, sweet, I like it. I mean, I, I Greg, I feel like you're we have enough side jokes about you to make any project. You're a murderer. You're burning people. Like <laughs> I come back you from have the dead. Sam- yeah, you have samurai swords left and right. I feel like you just like as like a weird fucked up Deadpool would be like really funny. <laughs> Deadpool. You know? But listen, you guys have fans, right? So fans listening to this, mm. send your money to them. <laughs> they can make, send us all so the money. Make, listen, if you made an anthology, right? You take your story. You take your story. She writes a story. Then you got three stories, right? And then you have the Conjecturing Pod, Horror Podcast anthology. And then you have something that you can share with your fans and everybody can enjoy. And I feel like people would love that. Yeah. Totally. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I feel like Laura's would just be her, like, lost in, like, a winery and... You know, there's like something trying to stalk her. All right, listen. It's just listen. her murdering you. Yeah. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. Rob, Rob is our writer, and Greg is like an incredible artist. So, I mean, he could draw and all of his ideas, Greg can draw. <laughs> yeah. I don't have those skills at all, but <laughs> I would like to think that maybe I'm the actress of the group here. There you go. Daniel Day Laura. So anybody's stories, Steve, one of yours, it becomes a short film. I've already been begging Rob to cast me in one of his future <laughs> short films. I want to I just one. I just want to be in one. But it, one. you know what? It, my dream though is it to be something really fucked up. I mean we're talking like Ari Aster type story. So like a hereditary or like a oh, Midsummer. I love hereditary. Mm. I love Midsummer is one of my favorite movies. Because it just sits with you. Hereditary, I think, was the last scary movie that I saw where I was like, I did, like, he'll tell you what the story is, but you don't know how it's going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Yep. Which is brilliant. Because, like, you can, you know that, you know, something bad's going to happen, but you don't know in the way that it's going to happen. But Hereditary was so good. And just that it's about grief. Like, that happened right after, like, you know, somebody close to me passed away. And, like, it just, it just hit me so hard. Oof, yeah. So good. But it was so good to, like, this is what this movie should be. The only thing I didn't like about Hereditary, I think, was the ending. The naked dudes. Yeah, exactly. I was like, all right, well, you know, whatever, but, yeah. uh, but no, I, I love Ari Aster and, and I would, yeah, uh, just to be, uh, you know, I'm, I can't write a story, but if I love the story to be able to like submerse myself into that world fully and act in it and just, uh, just become that character and they would need to be fucked up. So I would either need to be the murderer or all like, right, well, Ari Aster, daddy. If listening, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or I would just need to have, an insane death. Those are my wishes. Maybe I'll make that happen. Maybe I can make if there's ever yes. a Slowpokes movie, maybe we can make that happen. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Slowpokes too. Just kill Laura on every page. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> every page. And yeah. I keep coming back. Oh, I like that. No. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I always had an idea for something where it's like Final Girl, where it's death trying to kill kill somebody, but he he just can't do it. Like she just gets mm. out of it all the time, Ooh. or like he just he's, he's immortal and he's just like that's the that's the one that got away. Um, but oh uh, my god. Yeah, just like I can't kill her. I don't know what I got to do. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be it. You know, we just want to say thank you, Steve, for coming on. Thank you uh, and talking with us. This is a blast talking with you about your projects, your past, everything you've done. I mean, if, it, if this is if this is your trajectory, then man, you're gonna be you're gonna be taking off, man, doing your own we'll, shit. We'll, we'll see time. what happens, but 
I am very thankful for everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Um, I just really appreciate people wanting to take a chance on me and taking a chance on, on slow pokes and zombie date night. And, and hopefully that means more projects in the future. So thank you. And, um, you know, keep watching horror, keep supporting horror, keep supporting Kickstarters and, um, you know, just, just be yourself and do your thing and scare the shit out of people. That's, that's a good way. That's a good way. Oh to do. my exactly. God. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want, do you want to plug your stuff? Do you want to plug anything? Uh, sure. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at the Steve Urena, U-R-E-N-A. Or if you want to follow Slowpoke or Zombie Date Night, you can find them on Instagram at Twitter at Slowpoke's Comic and at Zombie Date Night. And and all those, all those, I'm sorry, all those have the the links for the Kickstarter and yes. anybody wants to help support. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. And, and go go on Kickstarter. Find just type in Zombie Date Night and it'll pop up. Great. Yeah. Anybody listening, yes. please go support Steve. Help him make this make this comic, and, and like you said, really making more comics. You're supporting Zombie yeah. Date Night now, but that actually means you're going to get a another something, whether it's Slowpokes Two or a fucked up story with Laura. I don't know. We'll see what happens, <laughs> but but support him, support him, so we can keep going because I really want to see what he does with you know keep going here. Um, yeah. So thanks again, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so me. much. Thank you. All right, we're back from the interview right now with uh, with Steve. Super fun time talking with him about comics, horror. All the stuff he's into. What? How did you guys feel about Steve in the interview? What do you think, Laura? Yeah, I I love this guy, man. I mean, has a passion. Just seems like such a passionate guy, and was able to put it to fruition. Is having such a great time doing it, and you can see it. You can see it in his work. I mean, we all read Slow Pokes. We loved it. I'm super pumped for Zombie Date Night, and I just yeah, I can't wait to see all the other projects that he's working on. He kind of told us some. Uh, you know, secrets behind the scenes and you guys yeah. just keep your eye on this guy. Okay. Cause he has some shit coming out. That's going to rock your world for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Greg? What'd you think of the interview with Steve? Great interview. I think I, I want to echo what you just said, Laura, and that's, you can see and feel and hear him and his, his passion in, in his comics, like his sense of humor, his style, his background, his friends in like he puts himself on the page and it's very enjoyable um to read that so i would say you know by the time that this episode drops there's a little bit of time left on on the kickstarter to go ahead and uh um help fund him you know fund his his project it's uh very affordable and i think the delivery is is very short i mean i think he said uh, around halloween right they're they're planning to Mm -hmm. to bag everything up and send it and ship it and you'll have a hard copy so um i'm super excited to get mine um i'm definitely gonna have to read it when we uh you know when it arrives and talk to you guys about it when, when it comes so that's gonna be an awesome time nice yeah so i mean i'm with you guys cool guy cool project definitely has a passion for it which to me is like the biggest thing with anything you're creating um yeah so i'm just so glad he took out his time to to talk with us about it and yeah anybody listening please Go visit all his links on Twitter. Please support anything he's doing and, and just uh, have fun with it like he does. Um, so that's uh, that's it for this week's review this week. Uh, next week is a new month and we're going to be releasing Woo-hoo! our entire schedule of August on Twitter and Instagram soon. Um, but also please remember, keep sending in conjecture choice picks for future conjecture choice movies we want to review. Um, you can contact us again, you know, email conjecturingpod at Gmail, Twitter, Instagram at conjecturingpod. So let's see what we got going on next month. Now, uh, we got, uh, Laura, your week's going to be first, Laura. So what are you picking to lead us off? Oh man, get ready. We are going to be watching 2014's It Follows. Mm. 
I'm super pumped. I know Greg has seen this before. I've seen it, but Rob, you haven't. So no. this is gonna Rob, be you have not seen this? Not seen it, not seen it. We're we're almost to the place now where I've not seen anything you guys are probably gonna suggest. Because I feel like our first, whatever we're on, 75 episodes, like, we hit a lot of the big guns. We hit a lot of the big guns, you know, mm-hmm. and I've seen most of the big stuff. But we're getting to a point now where I'm like, I don't know what's happening here. I know it's fucking creepy, right? It's like, is it ghosts, Laura? It's ghosts, demon? See, this is what I love. So you hmm. you have no idea what it's about, right? No. All right. Do me a favor. Make sure you're chatting with Greg and I on Discord as you watch it. And I'm going to want to share those initial reactions. <laughs> on that episode <laughs> okay all right okay <laughs> interesting all right all right yeah i don't um, want to say any any anymore but i'm looking yeah. forward to that one yeah yeah oh, okay all right <laughs> <laughs> okay okay I'll, I'll do my best i'll do my best uh after that is gonna be my pick my pick will be the second week here um i had a pick in place but i think i'm gonna change it now uh so these guys you don't know what i'm gonna mother right effer <laughs> but uh my thing is all based on same same thing though laura uh you know m night has a new movie that just came out it's about to come out i'm not sure when we're dropping this called old and everything i've heard online is it's 50 percent of the people hate it 50 percent love it he's always been a guy that does very divisive movies in the past mm-hmm. we've reviewed i think a couple of them i think so I want to continue on this M. Night divisive train, and I want to pick 2004's The Village. So I want to pick The oh, Village okay. as a pick. Uh, originally, I was going to pick Signs, but I think that's universally loved by M. Night. But so, I, but I didn't yeah. want to do that. I want to get a little bit of a discussion. I want to do The Village uh, and just get into the M. Night of that movie. Interesting. It's got Jessica Chastain, right? Remember, yeah. it, it has fucking everybody in it. Remember, we went through the cast and it was like, it has everybody, everybody was in it. The guy from uh, Funny Games. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're all in it. Like anybody that ever in the industry is somehow in this movie for one second or more. It's freaking crazy. Uh, but next yeah. pick, Laura, third week, we got listener choice, Laura. What do we got third week? Yes. Yeah, so our conjecture choice pick comes from our friend Emma, also known as Sketchy Ed. Uh, she's our Instagram friend. And she said that she was inspired by our craft episode and said, speaking of nostalgia, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on 2003's Gothica. It was the second scary movie I've ever seen and scared me so badly. I'm still obsessed with it, even though the reviews are terrible. Okay, (laughs) I'm super excited about this, mostly because a lot of our conjecture choices are, I'm noticing just people love these movies and it's always nostalgic to them, like, it's either older or people sleep on it. You know, like even when we did the innkeepers, like all three of us were like, what? I don't even know what this movie yeah. is. So I just love that. I'm super excited. I have seen Gothica once before, but I think I was like in high school. So uh, I have zero memory of it. This is Halle Berry, right? Yes. Halle Berry, right. Yep. I, I honestly don't know if I've seen it or not. Like looking at the images, I'm like, that looks familiar, but I'm I mean, same. I have no idea. I'm the same. It, it looks like the type of movie that I had seen back in the day, but I just, I can't remember a thing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, either way, I think me and Greg are probably going to have the same viewing if we saw it for the first time anyway, because we don't remember shit. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be similar to me though, too, because I really yeah. don't remember anything about it. So Ooh, I don't know if that's cool. good or bad. We'll find right. out. Yeah. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. You know, th- <laughs> thanks for that good pick, uh, Greg. And then you're, you're, you're finishing up the month there for pick your poison, Greg. What are you, what are you going to pick? <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like I, I was very inspired by this month's Pick Your Poison, you know, talking mm-hmm. about self-publishing and, um, you know, creating indie content and kind of, you know, just creators doing their own thing and seeing how some of that 
can translate to like actual professional success, which is kind of an amazing thing that you like to hear. You like to see, you know, success stories in that regard. Um, so what we're going to be doing is actually digging into horror shorts, mm -hmm. short movies. So what we're going to do is, um, we're going to be, uh, talking about our top three horror short films that were eventually made into movies some of which mm -hmm. that we've actually uh, reviewed on this podcast. And yeah. then we're going to talk about uh, uh, three horror shorts that are currently out there that are our favorite that have not been made into any kind of movie yet. And mm -hmm. I, for our number one pick, what I want you guys to do is come up with a movie story that, that can be built around that, just to be a little bit creative. And I want to hear what you guys come up with. Nice. That sounds cool. That nice. sounds like a good pick your prize. Something like different. Fun. Yeah, something different yeah. we haven't we've never done before. Kind of like a top five lists but uh with with shorts involved so laura like that she loves lists um and rob didn't get mad because greg said it yeah that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly it's exactly the case so yeah so all the whole schedule will be on twitter and instagram everything we've talked about here check it out um also you know going on here if you like our pod check out our merch store check out the merch we have up there it's a tpublic.com slash user slash conjecturing pod uh lastly please remember subscribe rate review our podcast wherever we're listening to it and check out the Slash and Cast podcast network, slashandcast.network. So that's it from the Gold Room today. This has been The Conjecturing. I've been Rob. And Laura. And Greg. Yeah, until next time, remember, horror is subjective, so conjecture away. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys. I don't think so. <laughs>